Welcome in, everyone, to Dopio. We are back. I'm Dante. I'm Daniel. And we are your Dopio duo here to wake you up, yo. That's the point of Dopio. Um, so, first, how are you, my Dopio dad? Uh, Dopio son, I'm doing well. I can't complain. Um, all things considered, it's been a pretty good week. Um, had quite a few doctor's appointment appointments, and um, surprisingly enough, uh, most of them went pretty smooth and, you know, that's kind of rare dealing with VA. So I okay. will commit, I will commend the service that I received this week though. So, but other than that, everything else is going pretty good. I'm glad VA is working for you. <laughs> Still waiting over here. So, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but that's good. I'm glad that they're uh, taking care of you. Uh, are you feeling better from your accident? Uh, I'm still dealing with some back spasms. Um, but, you know, compared to, you know, a week ago, um, I am doing a lot better than I was moving around a little bit more. Um, the the spasms is what's getting me because, you know, you never know when they're coming, you know, yeah. so I could um, be getting up out of bed or, you know, getting out of the car or whatever the case. And it just it just hits me like a I don't know, like a sledgehammer in the back. And I just kind of like lock up a little bit which uh, is reason enough not to be driving. Um, but it's it that is the big issue. You know, other than that, you know, I'm doing pretty good. So how was your week? Uh, it was a tough one, a uh, tough week. Uh, yeah. I had like, like was doing house hunting, thought I found a good place, ended up uh, having to deal with some Tokyo real estate issues, which – has some uh, cost prohibitive uh, requirements that just kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah. This is the last week of my summer vacation, which that's always depressing. This summer vacation was shorter than my usual one. Um, it was two weeks this year. It's usually four. And I know like people are like, oh, boo-hoo, your summer vacation. Yeah. Uh, take Walk a mile in my shoes. Right. Yeah. So is it shortened because of COVID or is there any other reason why it's not your full four weeks? Yeah, it's it's shortened because of COVID. Like they're like, oh, well, the students need to catch up on classes uh, and all that stuff. But to me, like the work never stopped. So while yeah. like the students weren't in school, the teachers were still working. Right. Um, so it's like, oh, yeah, we need to make up the two weeks. We you need to make up the two weeks. Right, right. I mean, I mean, they're not taking into account that, you know, y'all need a break and, you know, need to rest, you know, physically and mentally. Yeah, but, like, then you, you hear other people saying, oh, well, you know, we don't get to break and relax, and it's like, okay. Well, that's you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sucks to be you, yeah. Yeah, and it's just draining, you know, like, um, I love my job, but you know, when you're, when you're mentally drained and you're emotionally drained and um, you, you start thinking about the stress that's coming up, right? you got stuff going on in the news and all that, you know, it's yeah. all a lot of stuff going on at the same time and it could be draining. Yeah. Uh, it takes a toll. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that kind of leads us into what I was talking about or what I want to talk about this week. You know, the mm -hmm. DNC uh, just had their uh, national convention. Um, yep. and 
you know, there's a lot of talking about supporting, supporting communities and uh, supporting diversity and just supporting people um, in their day-to-day lives, whether they be first responders or just people. Right. Uh, what we did not hear, though, was policy. Um, and, you know, anyone who's been listening or if you're a first-time listener, I'm big on policy because platitudes mean nothing without policy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear Black Lives Matter. I want to see it in legislation. I don't want to hear about everyone deserving health care. I want to see it in legislation. Mm-hmm. And on that health care tip, I didn't hear that. Um, so you didn't you didn't hear anything in regards to policy in Biden's speech? Biden talked about making everyone wear a mask. <laughs> like, yeah, congratulate, congratulations. You're now at base level Japan. Like, what, well, about I mean, having, what about having a healthcare system that people don't have to worry about premiums for? Like, instead of extending Obamacare, how about making something that's different? Like, and, and we, can talk, we can talk about this, but Biden's policies are platitudes masked in Obama-era politics. And Obama-era politics got us Trump. I I think um, I think it's a little bit more than that that got us Trump. I think complacency, people not coming out to vote. Um, well, I, th- I, I, I think I think Trump or we got Trump due to an imperfect storm. I won't call it a perfect storm because nothing about Trump is perfect. But I think a lot of things came into to play. I don't think it was just Obama's policy that gave birth to Trump. Um, but I, I like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna contest that. You okay, please. You said something that like that actually bothers me. Like, and okay, I, we've, had, we've had this conversation before. <laughs> why Why do people not vote? There are two reasons. There are two big reasons. But I want to hear what your ideas are. Why do people uh, not vote? Complacency, and they just don't like who's running. And they think that they, 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 okay, let me, let me go a little bit in depth with this because yeah, I yeah, see please. where, I see where you're going with this. Um, all right. Two reasons why people don't vote. I would say one, uh, they don't believe that their vote matters even if they did. That would be one. Two, uh, they don't like the people that are running and they feel as though they are empowering themselves and putting power to their vote by holding it back which I completely disagree with, but I know that's something that a lot of progressives believe in doing. You know, it's my vote. You're going to have to earn it. So therefore, if I don't like this and that, I'm not going to vote at all. But I would say personally, when you say that you're not going to vote, you are essentially giving someone a vote. That's just my opinion. But yeah, those are my reasons. So I... I think that you you almost hit one of mine on the head. Um, but the reason why people don't vote is you don't give them a reason to vote. That's number one. And number two, the other reason why people don't vote is you make it inconvenient to vote. So one of those things Republicans do, the other thing liberals do, or sorry, conserv- or sorry, Democrats do. Mm-hmm. So conservatives have made it their business to make voting hard. They have made it so inconvenient to vote that people just can't vote. Right. Uh, I mean, you've seen it in Kentucky. You've seen it in uh, 
Like you've seen it in uh, Alabama, you see it in a lot of different areas where the black population is rising, like that they're making it more difficult to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're also seeing it with this whole post office thing that we talked about last week. They're making right. it more difficult to vote. Um, that's that's a Republican issue. Like the Democrat issue is it speaks right to why Biden Kamala is a terrible ticket that will probably oh, wow. win for no reason other than Trump is back. Wow. They, <laughs> well, tell me how you really feel, but go ahead. Like they're going to win because Trump is bad, but they don't have any policy. Tell me a policy that's rooted in that's rooted in helping people that that will besides everyone's going to wear a mask like that is something that people can get excited about. I believe I strongly and truly believe and I'm, I'm on my computer now trying to uh, dig out the policies that were in his particular speech in it in his. Um, acceptance speech for the Democratic primary. Um, But that's the the thing. You have to look for it. Well, I mean, because I didn't didn't retain it verbatim. That's the reason why I look for it. But but off the top of my head, he addressed social justice. He addressed... Let me finish. He addressed it. He's not going to... In a speech, he's not going to lay out his policy in detail, verbatim, I mean, he's he addressed the issues that he will pay attention and make policy for if he is elected president. I don't know anything more that the man can do. I mean, he can't come up with a policy and it actually goes into law before he's president. All he can do is talk about the things that he's willing to do. He spoke that I got it up. He spoke about social justice. He talked about. Uh, the COVID, of course, which you which you mentioned, he talked about education, how his wife will spearhead education. You know, the first lady always has a pet project. Um, he also spoke he spoke about uh, health care, making sure that everyone who is affected by COVID or is close to someone who's affected by COVID has access to health care. How he's going to do these things, I don't know that you get down into the nuance of it once he becomes president, if he becomes president. Now, See, that's that's why Democrats I, fail I, always. Like, I don't understand what, what, what you want. He can't lay out a point-by-point point policy, you know, when he's giving a speech accepting the Democratic nomination. He can, touch, he touch, he can touch on what he will address and what he will do. You know, um, I, I just don't know what more you could ask for. I think, personally, I think that you you're, you're you're. I think that you got it in for him for the simple fact that he's not Bernie, and that you think that he will only reason when you make the point that the only reason he'll be elected is because Trump is bad. You know that that's that's pretty that's pretty much saying that this guy ain't gonna do nothing. You know um, they're not gonna make any changes. And oh, I no, just no, no, you're hyperbolizing now. Okay, well, well, go ahead. I'll I'll let you go ahead. But the man he he addressed the issues that he he was going to address once he becomes president. If he becomes president, I don't know what more he could have done. He could have done what every single other president has done in their Democratic National Convention. And the bar is so low for him that y'all don't even see. And when I say y'all, I'm I'm talking about a large swath, not just your generation. 
So there are people in my generation that are voting for Biden that are like, oh, wow, he talked about a lot. No, he didn't. Even Barack Obama has has said policy issues in his acceptance speech for the convention. He said, oh, we are going to do uh, universal health care. Like he said that. That's why we held him to that. But when someone says, oh, we're going to focus on social justice, what what the fuck does that mean? I think it means exactly what it's saying. We're gonna... No, 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 no. What does that mean specifically to black people? Oh, we're going to address racism. What does that mean? Like, are you going to change the, the, the policy on uh, three strikes? Are you going to change the policy on uh, private prisons? Are you going to change the policy on on uh, attorney generals having wide swath of latitude to prosecute with impunity? What does it mean? Like, so I don't want to hear people say, oh, he can't talk about policy. He can't talk about policy when Kamala Harris even talked about policy when she was running for president. Elizabeth Warren talked about policy. Pete Buttigieg talked about policy. Yes, Bernie Sanders talked about policy. Congressmen talk about policy. Senators talk about policy. If a president can't talk about fucking policy, then why is he running for president? Hmm. You I'm letting that breathe. Yeah, let, let that breathe. Let that breathe. Because um I I commend and I always love your passion, especially when it comes to um the uh, issues that affect the people and the masses as a whole. Um, however, to say that this this man and I'm not I'm not I'm not a Joe Biden cheerleading card carrying member of the Biden boys party or whatever, you know. But I do recognize he may not be who we want. He may not be who we actually need, but he is who we have. You know, so with that said, what I got from his speech, yeah, he may not have laid out a policy like Barack. He may not have been as eloquent as as Barack or even uh, detailed and convincing as Clinton, you know, or as down home as Carter. But in this or even argument as knowledgeable as Gore. But in this particular climate, yeah, the bar is set low because the country voted on an asshole and an idiot for president last time that the bar doesn't have to be at super high. You know, matter of fact, I, I listened to some of the pundits after Biden gave his speech and, and, and some of them even said that we was just hoping that he didn't fuck up, that he didn't say something stupid, you know, basically. That, but all of them were in agreement that his, his speech went over better than anyone could imagine. And that he did address policies. He may not have addressed them. He may, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You had your moment. He may not address them in 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 the in the dontopian way of addressing policies, or even in the way that other presidents in the past may have done. However, he did speak on the issues because if he didn't, they would have laid his ass bare. And I understand. I completely understand. I cannot watch ESPN after the Patriots win the Super Bowl for a whole fucking month. I understand what it feels like when your guy doesn't get the chip. You know what I'm saying? I, well, I'm, I'm just saying. 
I get it. You've never liked Biden, and I understand why. I mean, I understand the policies that, that Bernie Sanders laid out and everything and how important they are. I mean, trust me, over the past year, you have convinced me. I am a believer. I sip the Kool-Aid. However, this is who we got, man. And, and, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I believe in Joe Biden and this and this and that and that. But I do believe the man will make a better president than, than Trump. And I know that's still setting the bar low. But what's the alternative? Okay, we can all write in Bernie Sanders on election day. No, 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 no. That's you just made my point for me. What what was this what was the launching point for this conversation? The launching point for this conversation was me saying Biden is it like Biden and Harris like don't necessarily have a a large policy platform, but they will win because why? Because Trump is bad, you literally just said it for me. You said, but you know, but you just, but you just, you just literally said what I said. You said they don't have a large policy, but they yeah, do have that's, policy. That's a problem. But you, but you went on to say that you, you were saying that they didn't have any policies. What, what president gets up there and speaks? A potential president gets up there and speaks and doesn't have a fucking policy. Those were your words. But then you exactly. just closed by saying have a large cachet of policy. So he does have some policies in place. They're just not be in depth and, and to the point to where you uh, want them to be. I want to maybe a, a group of people, maybe the progressive group of people. I'll give you an example. Biden said he's going to expand access to health care. You said that. And this is this is actually on topic for today. He said he's going to expand health, access to health care. What does that mean? That means that there's a door there that you could possibly open. However, there's a key that you must have to opening that door. What is that key? He didn't address what the key is. The key is money. Like, so But see, that's your interpretation of now you minimizing and 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 what you say earlier, hyperbolizing. Access can mean access can mean many different things. Okay, if someone if I have access to the kitchen, you know, that means that I should be able to go into the kitchen. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't mean that I'll be able to get anything out of the refrigerator, but at least I'll have access. Wait a minute. At least I'll have access where I didn't have it before. There's not, I mean, the man, and this is this is what gets me sometimes when when we when when not me and you, but when people have these debates about presidents and this and this and that and that. Trump was able to get away with a lot of the dumb shit that he did because of the Republican. A Senate that he had back in him. Yeah. You know, that's why um, Kavanaugh, you know, got the confirmation for Supreme Court because of the Republic. A lot of this shit falls back on what type of House and Senate is sitting behind the president. Mm. You know, Absolutely. so access, access when when there are when there are millions of Americans right now who don't have any access to healthcare, if you give someone access. Wouldn't that state that um, that's progress? Dad, Dad. Yeah. When you talk about the 1960s and black people having access to the same things that white people had access to, like when you were bused across city, like did that make your life immediately easier? Hell no. But but it was but that's a different type that that's a different type concept. I'm gonna flesh it out for you. Mm -hmm. Having access to the kitchen but no food makes you still die of hunger. 
But it put you know what? if I if I if I have access to the kitchen and I die of fucking food, then that's my own dumb ass fault. Because if I get in the kitchen, goddamn it, I'm gonna eat. But see, that's the thing. Like you're like you're saying that you're going to do something that the system does not allow. Like but we are, but, but we're still speaking as though his him saying access means that I'm going to give you access to the street that the hospital is on, but I'm not going to let you in the hospital. We don't know that that's the if someone and I'm and I and I'm I'm going to side on the side of 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 hope more so on the side of you know whatever the opposite of hope is um, cynicism. Cynicism, thank you. Um, I'm going to side on the side of hope that when he says access, that he means that people will have actual access to to healthcare. You know that that their that their financial situation won't won't decide whether they have to uh, pay for their medication, choose between paying for medication and choosing pay or choosing paying for um, food to to eat to live off of. I'm hoping that that's the act that that he means true access, but none of this really matters until the man gets elected. Yeah, you but know. we're not talking. We're not talking about whether or not he's going to win. I've conceded that he could win on not on or he's going to win on not having said anything at all. But what you just said that is exactly what he said he wouldn't do. He literally said he would veto any policy that would give free health care to everyone. Like what you just said is antithetical to what he said. Like this is what this is why it's important that politicians talk specifically about policy because your hope would be dashed on his desktop. And that's what bothers me because in America right now, in America right now, there's a veteran killing himself. And this hey, is what you... I wanted to talk about. This is what I want to talk about today. Okay. Like, there are veterans killing themselves because they don't have access to the health care that we are we are promised upon upon serving the military. We are promised this health care, mental and physical. And you can't tell me there aren't problems. Oh, yeah, there's definitely problems. But there's definitely problems. Um, um, hold on a second. Sorry, no, but yeah, there's 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 definitely problems when it comes to to veterans receiving the the proper healthcare and dealing with the mental issues. I know that there's a veteran committing suicide uh, as we speaking right now. However, this problem and and by and as a veteran, I am not minimizing the plight of uh, mental health when it comes to veterans. But I will say this: this problem has existed not only in a Republican administration but a democrat then um eight years before that a republican yep and then eight years before that a democrat yep then 12 years before that another republican and then eight years then four years of another democrat this is an issue that's been going on um way all the way back to um to the vietnam war and it's an issue that needs to be addressed um and i hope and I pray, and again, I'm siding on the side. I hope that something uh, takes place to uh, change the the numbers when it comes to uh, veteran suicides, because um, it is a, it is an area it is an era. 
it is an area of, of serious concerns, and not only for veterans, but for all Americans um, across the board. You know, I, I read a statistic um, a little while back that most gun violence, they were talking about gun violence, and they said 65% of gun violence is suicide. Yeah. You know, and that's crazy. You know, that that in this day and age, with so many different outlets and resources, that people still need, there still isn't enough help to... Uh, to prevent this from happening. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean it, 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 it's just, it's crazy, you know? So, um, well, I think it's I, societal. I think it's a societal issue. Like I, I, as, as much as I talk about like, you know, policy being an issue for politicians, society is an issue, an issue for mental health. Um, access of course is a thing and we can talk all day about policy. Um, but I want to talk about society. Um, okay, because I think that you know, veterans aside, um, because we know that there is a there is a a unique society that veterans are a part of that contribute to their lack of emphasis on mental health. Though it's gotten better, has not gotten great. Um, but in general, I think that society does not embrace the necessity for mental health, and I'll go so far as to say that along demographic lines, mental health is a problem. And let me expand. Mm -hmm. um, if you look like at men and women who are more likely to commit suicide due to mental health issues, men. Yep. Um, who are more likely to seek mental, uh, mental health services? Women. women. Exactly. We have gotten to a point in society, and we've been at this point for a while, but I, oh, yeah. um, like that men aren't in, empowered, I won't say enabled, men are not empowered to seek mental health, to talk about mental health, um, to talk about their feelings, the things that are driving them literally insane. They can't talk about because of a perceived weakness that society has granted them. Yeah, and and you know what? And it's I've seen it get better with your generation and the generation under you, more so than with um, my generation and maybe ten years removed from my age. Say, I'll just say from thirty-five to fifty and up. You know, there's still that. There's I think there's still that stigma. But I think from 35 down, I think the stigma is starting to to dissipate some, you know, and it's a, it's unfortunate that that stigma ever existed. But when when I was coming up, you don't you didn't it was, you didn't share your feelings. If you was hurt, get over it. You know, what the F are you crying for? Man up. You know, we, we were we were we were told that talking about our feelings was girly was was feminine you know and then when the 90s uh came in it became okay to tell a female you know how you felt but you couldn't but you had to keep this uh this uh this macho type of uh bravado um around your boys yeah. you know and and that still goes on to some degree you know um however I truly believe that it is, is starting to change with your generation and the generation below, but it is societal. 
and it is systemic and it is an issue, especially with what's going with all the things that are going on today. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm glad you said with what's going on today, because um, the reason why I wanted to platform uh, mental health, like why I wanted to to really highlight that is because we're going like and I can talk about black people specifically. But first, I'll talk generally speaking with the world. Mm-hmm. We are going through an unprecedented trauma. Um, I would say World War II, World War I, uh, to a lesser extent, maybe, well, not in America, but the crash. Um, those, were men- those were global mental health crises. Mm-hmm. We are in the midst of what is an unprecedented trauma um, for the world. And I think that while we need to focus on, you know, wearing masks and things like that, you have people stuck inside. You have people that, that can't be with their families because they're essential workers. And you have people that can't go home because they live in foreign countries or um, they, they're in the military and like it's dangerous for there to be troop movements. Um, you have people that, that just can't see people. And yeah. Humans are social creatures. You can be an introvert all you want to, but if you're an introvert and I tell you you can't go anywhere, <laughs> no, like introverts choose not to go anywhere. Right. I'm an intro. I'm laughing because I'm an introvert. I know you are too, to a degree. And yeah. and yeah, you, you, I don't want to go nowhere. But tell me, I can't go nowhere. That's the moment I want to go somewhere. You know. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So like you you hit it, you hit it on the head there, and 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 just to take it, and I just want to interject just for a second. No, you're good. You're good. To, just to take it a step further, you know, you were talking about people trapped in the house and can't go anywhere, no troop deployments, anything of that nature. But just imagine the people who are trapped in the house with their mental abuser. Oh yes, that's exactly. You know, um, these kids that can't get get back to school and rightfully so in some, in some areas and some, in in a lot of cases, they shouldn't be in school. Um, They're at home witnessing the abuse of another parent or they are the direct cause. And I hate to put it that way uh, because it's never a cause of abuse. There's no, there's never a reason to abuse a child, but the the child is receiving the blunt of the abuse just because he or she is there under a circumstances that under a circumstance that goes beyond their own control. Yeah. You know, so mental you talking about the COVID pandemic. Once this thing is over, or it lightens or whatever, that's going to be a mental health pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would say we are in the first wave of that pandemic because there yeah. are like there are people killing themselves more often right now. It's just not in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there, yeah, exactly. Um, I think <laughs> there, I think there are a number of like like abusive issues that just can't get reported because there's, you know, we have mandatory services being stretched thin. I mean, you don't see child protective services out there. You, you know, a lot of a lot of child abuse um, is called out by the teachers. So, yeah. you know, when the teacher sees something, OK, that's when the ball gets rolling and mm-hmm. we see kids every day. So we know. Um, but when you don't see the kids, 
like you said, they're getting abused at home. Um, it just, it creates a dangerous situation. And that's not to say that we should rush them back to school, not without proper protections at the school or right. their life will be in danger in both places. Um, exactly. But there are like, I think we, we do need to focus in and, and, and really ready ourselves um, for uh, a mental health battle. And um, you said something that was um, really important. You said that um, people were told to like man up, to suck it up, to not talk about your feelings. And this is men. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And because we're both men, we're going to talk about this. Um, and so I'm sorry for the lady listeners. Um, <laughs> but I think that men need to do a better job with other men of taking care of each other. And yeah. Um, I, it's easier to do father to son, um, you know, family to family. It's harder to do friend to friend because you're, you're exposing a vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think there's something primal about showing a weakness. Um, oh, it is. And I'll give you an example. And I, I'm going to preface what I'm about ready to say by saying that I don't mean any offense by what I'm about ready to say. I grew up in an era where certain terms were acceptable and uh, this is before PC culture, but okay. there is a, there is a thing, there is a word. There are, there are two words that are said. Amongst wait, 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 don't say the word, but, but say what the word begins with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. I wouldn't do it. Come on now. Um, um, there's a there's a phrase that is used in um I'll, my group of friends um and i've had these friends since 1978 um and one goes back to 76 so for over 40 years um that when we are when 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 one of us is trying to express an emotion or feeling they'll say no and then another word that describes a male feminine image, if you get what I'm saying. Ah, uh, I got you. I got you. Um, you know, so no, it's not an F. It's H. It's like um, if I was gonna uh, say homo no, sapien, no, but I did, but I leave off the sapien. You, you can say it. You can say it. Uh, okay, no homo. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, one of my friends was expressing. You know, I, I spoke a couple of weeks ago about. A friend of mine, um, son being murdered. And, um, you know, a week or two later, um, or this week, you know, he um, called me up and he, he's like, you know, hey, Donnie, man, um, you know, I love you, man. And I, I really appreciate you being there, man. And, you know, no homo, man. I don't know how, it, you know, and it didn't even dawn on me him saying it at the moment until yeah. this this concept of, of this male bravado that we fence ourselves into, um, did it really hit me? You know, we have to disclaim that we are not a specific thing, which, which by all, all points and bulletins, you know, just because you share your feelings doesn't make you, you know, something else. But we have to disclaim it in order to justify saying, I love you to another man, or that, man, I'm hurt you know, and I need help. And, you know, I'm in pain right now because, you know, I lost my son or, you know, my wife is leaving me. Uh, I'm losing my job. Or, you know, I'm just depressed and I'm sad as fuck. You know, we have yeah. to disclaim it and we have to, we have to move past that, you know, 
we have we have to be able to and to echo what you were just saying we have to be able to get into a the mind frame that regardless you know of what's going on we need to have someone to talk to and it would help if we could talk to our other male friends um in a way where we don't feel like we are diminishing our manhood just to tell someone i need help you know i'm sad you know so but yeah no i i think it's i I think and I, i get emotional hearing about that because life is so hard anyway like, yeah. like life is so hard and just the idea that in the midst of this pain he has to be conscious of societal's like yeah. controls over manhood like you know like that that kills me it kills me for him because like like he's getting traumatized twice and doesn't even know it yeah like whatever pain he's feeling yeah that's one thing but like the other thing is the fact that like he can't even truly express himself because even in that, he's holding back. Like you, you got to exactly. always hold back. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I remember the first time that I ever really, like, expressed my emotion. And my mom wasn't good at it at first, but she got better. Um, <laughs> like, I was maybe 13. And I went into my mom's room crying like, for no reason. Like, I was just in my room. And I was just overwhelmed. And I, I didn't know what it was at the time. I know what it is now, but I, like I'll, I'll save that for the end for some suspense. Um, <laughs> but I went into her room and I was crying. I was like, "Mom, I'm sad." So, boy, if you don't get on my face, like, and that's how families usually dealt with it. That's how it was. Black families, at the very minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, I've seen white families on TV, but I can't speak to it in for like in in uh, real life. Yeah, exactly. But on TV, they seem real supportive. Like, oh, you're sad? Well, what's wrong? Like, yeah. But, like, black fans are like, boy, you better go outside. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, later on, my mom got much, much better about it because she herself, like, uh, like began to understand that the world was a different place. Like, mm-hmm. and, and kids are feeling creatures, too. Um, mm-hmm. Adults just don't have feelings, but kids have feelings, and those feelings can metastasize into real deep-seated issues. Right. And so, and- like, what, what that thing was, and I told you for suspense purposes, what that mm-hmm. thing was that I was dealing with was I was depressed. Even at 13, I was suffering for de- from depression. Yeah. And I, I mean, to this day, uh, I still struggle with it. Same here. But it's something that, like, we're not afford not just men, but I, I think black community and I, I dare say people in general are not empowered to em- embrace and deal with their mental health issues. And, it, and that goes back to society. It's a society, especially in American society. I can't speak to any other society. I lived in Germany, you know, but I can't speak to any other society, but. Amer- American society is crafted and 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 molded in a way where I mean we even have saying only the strong survive you know the weak the the weak get swept away you know you we have all these cliches and saying that promote strength but nothing that promotes or says that it's okay not to be feeling well you know it's not it's it's not that it's that it's okay 
if you're sad or depressed or, you know, I'm, I'm, I have depression with, um, with bipolar tendencies. Sometimes my highs are real high. Then there's other times my lows are real low. You know, uh, my wife would tell you in a minute that I go from zero to a hundred real quick. You know, I can go from, you know, a, a, a rested, quiet state. And the next thing, you know, I'm up out of my seat ready for war, you know, and I can't, I've never understood that when I was growing up, you know, people used to say, I mean, Donnie's crazy, man. You don't want to, you know, but Donnie wasn't crazy. Donnie didn't know how to process emotions correctly, you know, because I remember going to my mother, your grandmother asking her a question and it made, you made me think about it when you said you went to your mother and uh, told her that she was sad. And um, I went, I used to go to my mother, uh, and asked, I said, Mom, how come daddy don't ever tell me he loved me? Okay. You know, I, I hear him tell you he loved you. He don't love me. That you know, and at first, um, mom, my mother would say, <laughs> Mama would say, she said, boy, he put a roof over your head, don't he? He feeds you, don't he? He speaks to you. Yeah, man, love you. You know, and I just took it at that. But every now and then, I would watch him kiss my mother on the forehead and tell her that he loved her. And I watch him spend time with my little brother, you know, and, you know, t- teaching basketball and stuff like that. And I was like, well, damn, what's wrong with me? You know, and I told myself that day that I would never not tell my children that I love them, male, female, or otherwise. You know, but, but as the years went on, I learned that he was never taught to tell another man, I love you. You know, now today, me and my me, me and my dad would say we love each other all the time. Because I told him, I said, man, I need to hear that shit from you. <laughs> you know, I got old enough. I mean, I was in my late 30s when I said that to him. I said, man, I need to, man, you love me, man. And he, and he looked at me like, what? Well, why? You, you know damn well I love you. I said, well, why don't you ever say it? I said, man, I need to hear that, man. You know, and he said it, and we say it every time we hang up the phone from each other now, you know, but I said, I'll let to say this. Sometimes we have to tell people what we need and we can't be mad if we don't get what we need from an individual, if we don't tell them, you know, and even when it comes to my friends and their warp and our warp way of thinking, our antiquated way of thinking. You know, we have to tell each other that we need, hey, man, I just needed someone to holler at today, man. I'm just, you know, going through it, wife tripping, you know, just need someone to talk to, you know. And we have to break that societal mold, you know, even if we have to do it with our children first so they won't have to grow up the way we did, you know. And we may not be able to fix it for our generations, you know, but we could fix it for the generations to come. Yeah. And you, man, like for what you said was just so powerful right there. Just that sometimes we got to just tell people what we need. Like, and I, what I think is, what I think is great about that is like, because we've become so egotistical as a society, I mean, Instagram, selfies, yada, 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 self-promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're really good at saying like, I'm great, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're terrible at saying, I'm not doing so good. I suck right now. Like, I'm struggling. <laughs> like, like you don't see hashtag struggling. Like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. hashtag great. Hashtag my life. Hashtag goals. You'll see hashtag help. 
Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag SOS. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, so like, I, I think it's really important that you, that, that you, like, people get in the habit of saying, help me, please. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and it was really, uh, back to your other point, you were talking about how we need to teach other generations. I think that what's really good about teaching and parenting, and I'm not a parent yet, but I can only imagine that this is the case because I'm imagining. But mm-hmm. when you're teaching your kid to say something or do something, you have to do it too. You have to do it too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you have to show the kid how to do the thing the right way. So Mimicry. Have, yeah, exactly. Because that's the easiest form of learning. Uh so when you're telling your kid, oh, you got to wash your hands, you wash your hands, too, to show them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you tell your your kid that they got to express themselves, like, with their words, you have to, too. So I think that by teaching the new generation, you're teaching yourself, you're reteaching yourself how to do these things. Like, when you say to your kid, hey, you got to tell me when you're hurt. Like, you start thinking to yourself, well, when's the last time I did that? Right. Now that's powerful right there. You know, um I asked I asked your brother, more so than your sister, um, all the time. You all right? You doing all right? You straight? You know, I have many different ways of asking, you know, if you're okay. You know, um trying to sound hip and whatnot. But yeah. um <laughs> probably that, but he gets my point. You know, I'm inquiring about your well-being. I know that you, I mean, you're walking, you're breathing, you're in and out of my damn refrigerator. So I know you are right far as physically, but I'm asking you, are you mentally okay, man? I'm trying to, you know, trying to, you know, do a check, you know, make sure you're straight, you know, and by doing that, I'm hoping whether he decides, whether he chooses or picks me to tell whatever is going on with him, but I want him to see that it's okay for another man to ask another man or to even tell another man that he's not okay. You know, so, you know, long after my chapter has ended, he could be here and you can be here to ask your children, Hey man, you all right? You okay? Because even a baby will cry when he's hurt. You know, he may not be able to tell you exactly where he's crying. You got to feel around and go get the bottle, change the diaper. Okay, go get the pacifier, burp him. You got to go through all these checks to find out if the baby's okay. But when the baby stops crying, you know he's okay. We have to stop, we have to stop hiding our cries and let people know that, you know, like you said, hashtag struggling. You know? Yeah. And, and it's interesting. You talked about you speaking from an American culture perspective. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about Japanese um, culture for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, mental health is terrible here. Really? Absolutely the worst. And I think that, like, when I compare mental health, like, if I stratify it, it's worse than the military. Um, not only are, like, the, serv- the services are available, because, um, you know, I, I see a provider here. But the social stigma is just terrible. Um, And it's getting better, but like, I mean, anything's better than terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it ain't too far to go up from terrible. I mean, yeah. Yeah, So, like, I mean, when you think about it, like in the 90s, Japan was known for child suicide. Really? it was a leading death of children. 
uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. The leading, the leading killer of children was themselves. Damn. Yeah. Like, and what was the reason behind that? What was what was going? Was it the pressure? That, that now I know there's a lot of pressure in um, in Asian culture. You yeah. know, I don't want to just say Japanese culture because I I know China has its issues too. But in Asian culture, I know there's a lot of pressure applied to children and and even to men. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. There is a there is a ton of pressure, and and I will say that like men. The pressure that's on men is is pretty tough. I mm-hmm. sadly because there's sexism, well, both sadly and luckily, because there's sexism in Japanese society, women don't feel the same amount of pressure that men feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so I think that like proportionally it's about the same in America, like as far as like who feels the most pressure from pressure from society. The problem is society is already under a shit ton of pressure as far as mental health is concerned. And so men are getting the worst of the worst of it. Transition that to boys like who can't talk about their feelings, like in a society where no one says how they actually feel, you're in for a world of trouble. Yeah, that sounds like it. And I have made it my business, like, um, in my English classes, like, yo, I'm teaching you English for one thing and one thing only. And that's for you to tell me how you feel. Because I don't give patient shit about a test. <laughs> right. Damn so, teaching like, to a test. Teach yeah. teach to be able to communicate. Yeah. You know? And so, like, because I, I, I always ask them, like, hey, how are you doing? They're like, oh, I'm fine. Thank you. And you? I'm like, no, 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 no. Cut that bullshit out. Yeah. Like, how are you? How are you feeling? That's what yeah. Like, oh, I'm sad today. So how right. are you fine if you're sad? Like, oh, you know, Shogunai. And Shogunai means it can't, I'm sad and it can't be helped. Shogunai. Yeah. It, like, it's, it's one of those words, like, in Japanese language that's loaded. Because, like, if someone says Shogunai, it means I'm going to do whatever I have to do anyway. So I shouldn't even complain about it. Here's this word. Like, and I found myself using it, and I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm like, yo, no. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm I'm doing something about this. Yeah, so I I discourage the kids from doing that too. Um, and all this to say, you know, we've 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 touched on policy, we've touched on healthcare and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I know you end every show talking about doing something to to help somebody else out to make themselves happy. Yeah, but. I want people to look within themselves uh, from this show. I would want somebody to look within themselves. We're always trying to wake you up to what's going on in the culture and what's going on in society and politics and all that bullshit. Today, damn that. What's going on with you? Right. And if you notice that, like, you're doing your personal checks and your check engine lights on, like, you need to see who you can talk to. Um, and I, I, I guess for me, um, I do I do have a friend that I usually talk to about stuff like this. Uh, he's far away right now, so it's a little bit rough for me. Um, but I, I make a point to talk to a guy about it. Like, I, of course, I talk to my fiance about it, but I talk to a guy about it because I, I want 
to share that feeling with him that he can come to me because I know it's going to be, it's hard for other men. And so we got to lead sometimes. We got to lead our friends, even while we're struggling to do the thing that we're leading them to. Exactly. You know, um, I couldn't agree more. You know, in the army, we had this thing. I, I drove, um, my later years, I drove uh, trucks in the military. And um, we had this thing before we got in our vehicle. We did what was called a PMCS, a preventative maintenance checking service. I think y'all called them PMIs or something. Yeah. Um, and what And what that was basically doing was we were checking our equipment to make sure that it was prepared to do whatever it was supposed to do for that day's events, you know, and I find myself today, you know, even all these, these many years removed today, sitting on the edge of the bed when I get up in the morning and I'll do a PM, I'll do a PMCS on myself, you know, I woke up this morning. Thank the universe for that. You know, knee hurts a little bit, back hurts, but I can make it, you know, um, how am I feeling? You know, I'm grateful, you know, I'm I'm open to whatever the day brings. I do this every one. I've done this probably for the past maybe 10, 15 years because um, the old vet sat me down one time and uh, told me, said, man, you got to PMCS yourself, man. Not only your equipment, you got to make sure you are. Right. And I think basically what you're saying is, man, we have to we have to start checking up on us instead of asking everyone who walks by. You good? You straight? What's up with you? We need to start asking ourselves those very same questions and being honest with the answer. Because some mornings I sit on the side of the bed and I'm not ashamed to say it at 50, maybe 51 years old. Sometimes I sit aside of the bed and I cry, you know, because I'm not okay. Because I don't feel like I'm ready to face the day ahead. You know, I suffer from depression. You know, I have a lot of when you live long enough, you collect baggage. And sometimes that baggage is hard to step down, yeah. you know. And when it gets too overwhelming, you know, you got to release it. And, and you have to talk to someone to help you set it down. So if, if, if we can leave you, or if I can leave you with anything from this particular episode is check yourself and be honest with, be honest with someone. Find someone. I'm not talking about posting it on Facebook and on Instagram, you know, or nothing like that. Find someone to have a conversation with or just tell them, man, I'm hurting. You know, or I'm sad. I, I feel the pain of yesterday progressing and pushing its way into the day. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and, and please, please do not sit with this pain no longer than you have to. You know, because there's people out there that 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 uh, will take the time and listen. Give your friends and your family the benefit of the doubt. They love you for a reason. Give them an opportunity to show it by being there for you. Yeah, and actually, um, like that's a point. That's a good point to leave it on. I'll touch on one thing with the social media aspect. Mm -hmm. um, I know that people think that social media is the only way you can communicate with people. Um, like, hey, why are you calling me? Text me, hit me on Facebook, hit me on Snapchat, blah, blah, blah. Yo, if y'all don't cut that bullshit out. Please. Like, <laughs> I, I love social media, love it. But, like, talking to people is different. 
Like, mm. go to a cafe. Go, like, invite somebody over. Or actually, coronavirus can't do any of that shit. Call somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Video <laughs> chat. Zoom them. Exactly. You know, like, me and my dad are recording this, like, through a, a, a social media network. Like, yeah. But we're, but we're talking. Yeah. Like, you need to talk to people. Yeah. Not hashtagging and fucking double tapping. <laughs> So, yeah, double tap is a whole new meaning now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you're, right. You're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. <laughs> hey, yeah. Don't be double tapping. <laughs> that shit will get you tired. Yeah, you better right. not get double tap back. <laughs> so, but uh, before uh, I just want to, I just want to say this uh, to you. Uh, I've missed the combative version of you when it comes to politics. I know we, we are expanding and we're moving into different areas and we're waking people up in regards to everyday issues. But man, you went at me. I think I need to talk to someone about the way you just <laughs> earlier, man. Cause you, I was like, I had to sit back and I was like, shit, he's going in on me. And I said, I don't even feel the fire that I normally do to go back at you. So I just had to muster up a little bit. Like, I said, I mean, I, I, I'm going to shoot you a virtual hug or something, man. Because <laughs> you went from zero to 100 real quick. You know, so, but it's, it's, it's nothing but love here. And, and we hope that, you know, those of you that are listening know that um, we are sincere when we say that, you know, we're here to wake you up. But we're also here. For all other purposes as well, you know. But don't ask us for no money or nothing. We, yeah, we, no, we, we ain't got that. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't ain't doing that. Yeah, this ain't sponsored. This ain't sponsored. So no, 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 not yet, at least. You know, give, yeah. give us a year or so. You know, yeah, exactly. but don't ask for no money. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's on you, son. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I yeah, I got kind of crazy there in the beginning. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's love, like like I said, like it. it, it people don't know. Like it takes a special relationship to be able to just yell and, and and say exactly how you feel and know that like at the end of the day it's all good, like, all good. And when you find when you find something like that, maybe it's not apparent because uh, maybe your parent will look at you sideways from yelling <laughs> like, "Yo, who are you yelling at?" I'm not the team. <laughs> not the person you should talk to like that. <laughs> you can find somebody that you could just. Like vent everything. To yeah, you. that's the person that we're talking about that you need to talk to about how you feel. So, yeah. um, and if if all else fails, listen to us, and we'll 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 at least be the person you can yell at through your radio, through your phone. Like, yo, I hate right. this Dante dude. He <laughs> shut up. Hey, I'm good. I'm good with that. Like, yeah, we'll be honest with you. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we'll leave it at that. If you guys want to. Uh, to hear more from us, well, you know what to do. You need to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you're, you're listening now, but are you are you a subscriber? You need to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, if you want to check out um, some video content, well, you can go on Dante Dakota on YouTube. Um, that's another place where I'm, I'm spitting positivity. I'm not screaming at you. So if you're tired of me screaming, that's where you can catch me. Um, but at that, we are going to we're going to leave you. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, again, we like to thank you for listening to Dopio. We're here to wake you up. I'm Dante. I'm Donnell. And we will catch you next week. Later.
Peace.